Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. That's not a question. That's a statement. He will give us everything we absolutely need to do life right because He's a gracious, giving, heavenly Father. He will withhold nothing from you. Don't ganguzo God. He's a gracious God. If we don't get it, listen clearly, we don't need it. If God has said no to you before, it's for a reason. The Lord doesn't just flip a coin when answering your prayers. He uses His unmatched wisdom to determine what's best for you. Today, Pastor Mark encourages listeners to trust God's hand in their life, however it may turn. We're generally never short on requests or even suggestions for God. He understands this tendency to walk by sight and not by faith, but he calls us to so much more. You can believe today with 100% confidence that anything God says no to, well, it's because you don't need it. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he continues his message entitled, God is just, generous, and faithful. Verse 15. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Or are you, circle this word, envious, jealous, because I'm generous. That isn't a question, that's a statement. Very often in life, when God is gracious to someone else, and we look at it and we go, well, they don't deserve that. I know them. God, why didn't you do that to me? First of all, ganguzo. Second, I'm envious and jealous. No, they didn't deserve it. But you know what? Anything I have from God, I didn't deserve either. But we have this wrong perspective of who we are. And this verse 16, we'll hear it again. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Let me give you four keys this morning. Number one, God is just, he's fair, and he's righteous. What does righteous mean? Righteous simply means this. God's nature always leads him to do what is right. I can trust that. Bible says in Psalm 116, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. I can always trust God to do the right thing. Now, here's the problem. Sometimes in life, 
when things are turned upside down in the life of a Christ follower, we go out and we begin to bind Satan and cast him out. And yes, I believe in Satan, obviously. And we get, we do all these things. When if you look in the background of it, Satan had nothing to do with what's happening in my life. I got ahead of God. I made the wrong decision. I bought that stock. I invested in that company. I bought that car that my wife said, don't buy it. You can't afford it. I made this deal when the house market was really hot. And now I'm casting Satan out of those decisions. Satan didn't have anything to do with those decisions. It was stupid stuff that I made. You see, understand, God is always going to do the right thing. But sometimes I've got ahead of God, and I've done the wrong thing. When I've done the wrong thing, I'm going to end up paying for the wrong thing. Now, God will get me out of the mess. You're going to get in a mess, and you're going to need God's grace. Amen? And don't bind Satan, just ask forgiveness. Because it wasn't Satan, it was my flesh. Now, when you see scripture, and you say, well, Pastor Mark, you say, God is just. Is the world fair? No, the world is not fair. The world is not fair because the world is based in sin. It's not fair. But God never designed this. Bad things happen to good people constantly. It's not because God isn't in control. What we sow, we reap. You see, our court system often is not just because our world is run by Satan and sin. But God is just. He is fair. He is all-knowing. God will always do the right thing. I can just say this to you this morning. If you'll stay walking with God, not ahead or behind, if you'll stay with him, he has a perfect plan for your life. He's sovereignly working it out for his good and yours. Relax. God always does the right thing. Now, his ways are not our ways. The second thing, part of that is his timing is not my timing. My timing, like yours, is now. Go home and look at the newspaper today. Diet plans. Ab plans. Get your abs in shape. Whatever that means. It's always, what? 30 days, you're a new person. You lost 58 pounds, and your abs are as hard as a rock. 58 days. It's perfect. Everything's taken care of. Right. Wrong. How many stuff do we have to buy to know? It ain't going to happen. But see, I want everything now. God says, well, now isn't the right time. You're going to have to wait. Trust him this morning. Every time God does the right thing. Job 34 says, listen to me. You who have understanding, everyone knows that God doesn't sin. The Almighty can do no wrong. Next, God is generous. God is generous. God's goodness is seen starting right in the Garden of Eden when he said to Adam and Eve, I've created it all for you. Have a go. He, was, he wasn't stingy. God is never stingy. Turn with me in your Bibles to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, uh, toward the back of the New Testament, James chapter 1, verse 17. You see, the Bible says, 
that God, in, in Psalms 84, God never, ever will hold, withhold a good thing from us. He's our son. He's our shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing will he ever withhold from me. Well, James 1.17 says this. Every good, every good, and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. So if you have good things in your life today, came from God. God doesn't withhold good from us. He's generous. He loves us. Romans 8.32 says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? That's not a question. That's a statement. He will give us everything we absolutely need to do life right because he's a gracious, giving, heavenly father. He will withhold nothing from you. Don't ganguzo God. He's a gracious God. If we don't get it, listen clearly, we don't need it. He gives us everything at the right time to do what he wants us to do. Number three, God is faithful. We can count on God. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. I can count on God. In this parable, the owner paid the workers that started at 6 a.m. just as he had promised. 1 Kings 8, 56, you see it says this, Praise be to the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Not one word. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. What would you and I do if some of the incredible promises that God gives us in the Bible, what would we do if he wasn't faithful? What if it came to a certain situation, God said, no, not this time. How in the world could we survive? 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is a powerful verse. If this verse was not in the Bible, there's no way you and I would ever be able to live life. But it is a promise from God. It is there. Look what it says. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. You see, in life, there's going to be trials. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be difficulties. And as God did with Job and Satan, God said to Satan, you can only go this far with Job. So I know in my life, listen very clearly, I can never say to God, I'm falling away from you. This situation hurt me. This situation did this. This church deal did this. If I didn't have that verse, if that verse wasn't in the Bible, you can, I'm I'm toast. I'd pitch it in a long time ago. Because there's plenty of things that the enemy can bring in my life that I would fail at every single time. God goes, no zone for Balmer. It's not going to happen. You be assured this morning, no temptation will take you away from the loving hand of God. Won't happen. Why? He's faithful. Well, sometimes I get away from the loving hand of God. You know, you do too. 
Gan guzo. I sin. I go wrong. I take the wrong road. Well, here's another verse on the overhead. You know it. What would I do if this verse wasn't true? 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What if this week I went to God and asked forgiveness? By the way, did, did, you, did any of you here ask God to forgive you of a sin this week? Anybody? Those of you that haven't raised your hand, do it right now because you're lying. No, I, what if I went to God and I said, God, here's the thing I did. And when I, when I left the beach, I got guzzle because I didn't have my glasses, God, and I, I know that wasn't right. I actually blamed my wife, even though she was a fault God, you know. I'm on that line. I got to be really careful. So I had to ask God to forgive me. What if I went to God and God said, uh, your quota for the week is up? What if he said, no, I won't forgive you? No, he promised every single time to forgive me. You can't put a value on that. I need it. You need it. We all need it. Well, number four, God is gracious. Vieira, Melbourne, God is gracious. Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's incredibly awesome, isn't it? You see... I can go into the very presence of God through prayer, 24-7. No appointments needed. God loves to have fellowship with him. He loves for us to come to him and ask any time of the day or night. I can approach his throne of grace. What does grace mean? Grace simply means undeserved favor. It means... I get what I don't deserve. I don't get what I deserve, but I get what I don't deserve. It's grace. There's been many times in my life, and you understand this very clearly, I'm told I'm to go and pray to God. Do you know that God promises to answer my prayer? As I said earlier, there's been many times in my life when God said, no, Ganguzo, I wanted it. God said, no. I wasn't mature enough to realize that his no was the answer I needed. Because I'd actually ask for the wrong thing. Many of you know that's true. In the 12th grade, you, you were dating Susie or you were dating Jim. And... You ask God, when they get out, I want to marry them. That's the right person. They're a Christian, whatever. And God said, no. And you blame God. God, you didn't do the right thing. I prayed to you. She's a Christian. He's a Christian. It didn't happen. 20 years goes by. You marry someone else. You go to your 20th high school reunion. There's Susie. And there's Jim. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'd been living hell if I'd married them. And they don't know why your hands are up, but you're just thanking God that he said no. By the way, when they saw you, praise God. You know what I mean. 
How many here are glad God has said no to you before? How about at the moment? No. But later, hallelujah. He always does what is right. He's gracious. He's gracious. Notice, grace. God deals with us according to who he is, not according to who we are or what we've done. Sometimes God's grace makes some who are last first. The point of this parable is not that all in the kingdom will receive the same reward, but the kingdom rewards depend on God's sovereign grace. You see, in the world, we usually get what we deserve, but in God's kingdom, his grace is far different. We get often what we don't deserve. Understand this principle. Because of grace, God treats all people, all sinners alike. See, we're on the level playing field. All of us were born sinners. None of us deserve salvation. But God treats us all the same. Because God is just and generous and faithful and graceful, what is my attitude as I go through? Well, I pointed in this parable some things that we shouldn't do. Here's the opposite of it. Uh, CCF, committed Christ followers, should be humble, just, I should simply do the right thing. Faithful, I should be obedient. I should be satisfied. Not envious when God blesses someone else or another church or whatever, and I go, man, how come they're getting blessed and I'm not getting blessed like that? No, I should be very happy for them. And I for sure should be joyful. Not grumbling, not complaining. No guns, guzzle. I mean, who are we to grumble and complain because God offers his free grace to others we think they deserve it less? You remember one day Jesus talked to a woman at a well. She'd been buried five times and divorced. All five times and living with somebody. And the disciples come back and Jesus offered her the same grace that he'd offered them. What's up with that? Later, Paul, a killer of Christians... I mean, God offers them the same grace as the disciples on the day that they left their fishing boats. That's not fair. Sometimes in our minds we have this horrible reasoning. Why would God let him or her into heaven? No, the question should always be this. Why in the world is he letting me into heaven? God offers salvation and eternal life heaven to everyone. Whether you're a criminal or a churchgoer, we all need God's forgiveness. You know, the thief on the cross was saved at the last moment by the grace of God. How did he get to heaven? Grace. Did he deserve it? No. I've been serving God since I was five years old. Over 58 years I've been serving God. When I die, and when I enter heaven, and if I stand next to the thief on the cross, who do you think got the best deal? How did he get to heaven? Grace. How did I get to heaven? Grace. I want to ask you a question, though. Who got the best deal? Both of them. Whose shoes would you rather be in? Oh, this does matter. 
huge. Here's the concept. Pastor Mark, I like what you talk about God. But you know what? I'm going to party hardy until my last day. And then I'm going to slide into heaven with a grace just like that God, man. Whoa, got to heaven just like you. And you had to serve God for 58 years. <laughs> Why do people think that way? Don't laugh. Why do people think that way? Because they have the wrong concept of serving God. Let me give you three last key points this morning. Write them down. Number one, because of God's character, we get way more than we deserve. Peter was answered, Pete, what do you mean, what do you get? Look at this. I get way more than this. I don't deserve God's grace. I don't deserve forgiveness. I didn't die for my sins. I couldn't, but I get it. I get way more than I deserve. Second, we get way more than we deserve for longer than we deserve. We forget, guys, because we're living here. Some of you aren't even to 70 yet. I'm not even to 70 yet. Add 10 billion years to your date, and we've just begun. I don't just get it to get into heaven. I get God's grace forever. And the three is the key I'm talking about this morning. Because of God's character, the sooner you start serving God, the better for you. Don't think that if you are like the thief and wait till the very last day, that's the best way to enter. Oh, it is a great way to enter, but it's not the best way. The best way is to turn your life over to God the moment God speaks to you. I am so thankful, in spite of all my failure, in spite of all the times I got ahead of God, in spite of all the times I've gone goozled, that I've had the privilege of serving God for more than 58 years. It cannot, as the commercial says, it is simply priceless. Why? I'm blessed. Everything that I need in my life, I get from a gracious, just, loving, faithful, and generous God. It's the greatest lifestyle in all the world. Last night as I was watching Harvest, Andrew Crouch was on. He was one of the singers from the 70s. You might know him. And they began a song. I want to read you the verse. How can I say thanks for the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. God deals with us according to who he is, not according to who we are or what we have done. That's called grace. God has shown us a lot of it. Today, Pastor Mark spoke on the unfathomable grace of our Father in heaven. When you experience the grace shown by our Lord, there is no room for complaining, and you can't help but be joyful. Have you fully experienced the graciousness of God in your life today? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. What is ambition? Is there a difference between selfish ambition and godly ambition? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will answer these questions and more. Godly ambition requires daily sacrifice. The sin nature we have to live with is continually trying to pull us farther and farther away from Him. Scripture states that those who choose to live for themselves will not inherit the kingdom of God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry